This is a Clark University podcast. I asked them about feelings that they were having. Most of them described anger, fear, and frustration. They hated that they were being put in this position to begin with. It didn't feel fair. They were fearful about the future and they were frustrated by the lack of options. Feeling like your state is kind of against you and betraying you and that you don't have rights and that nobody cares about what you think. Feeling invisible and of course their fear for the future, both for themselves as well as for their children. After Florida enacted the Don't Say Gay Bill, also known as the Parental Rights in Education Bill, in March 2022, Clark psychology professor Abby Goldberg got curious. While most people were talking about the effect on youth and teachers, Abby began to research the impact on LGBTQ parents. She embarked on a study, gathering data by interviewing 113 LGBTQ parents in Florida, asking about their concerns and perspectives regarding the bill. Results from the study were released recently, and come as the country is seeing an increase in legislation targeting transgender people and drag performances. I am a person who always identified with the LGBT community. I have multiple family members who are LGBT and deeply believed and still believe that our ideas about family are incredibly, not just archaic, but they aren't real. They don't actually reflect the diversity of families today or ever. My research led to me sort of thinking about how this would be impacting children who have LGBT parents who are often invisible in these conversations, even though kinds of messaging that the bill had would inevitably affect their ability to talk openly about their families, potentially complete assignments about their families, worrying about their family vacation with two moms or two dads or even just speak freely about having two moms or two dads. Are these children going to get actually a secondary education because they are unable to talk about their families? So even the naming of the bill, parental rights and education, it refers to certain parents, right? But as some of my participants pointed out to me, what about our rights? You know, what about our children's ability to get a full, complete, equal education. I'm Melissa Hansen, a producer in Clark's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. Abby asked parents how anti-LGBTQ legislation had affected their families. She asked about parents' relationships with their children's schools and teachers. And she asked if their family intended to move following the signing of the Don't Say Gay bill. Abby discovered a striking statistic. More than half the parents surveyed considered moving out of Florida. Now that the law has been in effect for nine months, I'm looking at how that has changed, and I know that those numbers have gone up. More than 50% now are thinking of leaving or actively taking steps to leave or put their children in different schools or homeschool their children. 
the main reasons why people were living in Florida, you know, same reasons people live anywhere, close to family, because of a job, because they love the weather, because they've always lived there. For many of them, those draws were becoming strained by the challenges of the staying state. So they were now feeling a tension between my parents live here, they're getting older, I love this state, I love our house, we love our community, but we just can't take it anymore. It seems like it's getting worse. The socio-political climate is getting more difficult for us. And so we're actively now looking to make a change. From this research and the data that I'm gathering now, children are, they're really young. They may have less of an understanding of what's going on, but they're picking up on their parents' fear or they're picking up on their parents' concern. For some of them, I know that they're experiencing more anxiety about going to school. And some of them are experiencing more mistreatment at school because the effects of this kind of a bill is that it communicates to teachers and to children, other children, that it is okay to demonize or stigmatize a child or a family because of a parent's sexual orientation or a child's presumed sexual orientation or gender identity. And so there is a climate that it cultivates whereby kind of anything goes, right? If a child makes fun of another child because of the, their parent, you know, your, your parents are gross because they're gay. There's not really a kind of a counter narrative or a counter climate going on where a teacher feels comfortable or empowered or committed to stepping in. For Florida parents who don't have the means to move to another state, this legislation has forced life adjustments that could have an impact on mental health in the long term. They said they're left out in certain environments, say in their neighborhood, they no longer will hold their partner's hand in public, or they've taken certain stickers or queer indicators off of their home or their car. Then there's the kind of social environment. So going to work, do they feel that they can't be themselves? What about in public events or with friends or with family? That's where things start getting really concerning. If people feel like they need to hide themselves with friends or with acquaintances or at work, for example, or with their children's schools, you know, not being able to be out or sending just one parent to a parent-teacher meeting or sending just one parent to a class or school assembly or play. That's where people start making choices that can really affect the whole family, and negatively so. Yeah, we know that when people feel like they can't be their full selves and they cannot be out, this does have a, a negative effect on their mental health. Nobody likes to feel that they're hiding or are unable to reveal or share parts of themselves for fear of negative treatment. So in the long run, that certainly will have a, a negative effect on mental health. The fallout from Don't Say Gay comes amid the introduction of new legislation across the country proposing to limit access to drag shows and restrict transgender people from participating on certain athletic teams. Drag performance is an art, an art form, so it's not just an attack on an identity and a form of expression, but it's actually many folks I think would agree that it's an attack on art. 
and representation and self-expression that is very broad and very amorphous. So it's a different kind of attack, but it's all part of the same, again, sort of reification of, of gender norms and a gender binary. Outside of which, many of us fall, even if we're not trans, even if we're not a person who makes our living with drag performance. There are states and communities where legislation has been introduced that is completely at odds with the reality of what is going on. So as an example, pushing forward legislation that restricts trans children's ability to participate in certain athletic teams. When there is maybe one, maybe zero trans children who are known to be playing on a particular team. So it's really not about some notable influx of trans youth wanting to play on teams that don't correspond with their gender assigned at birth. It is about a fear. It's not really about any reality that's actually happening. It's completely at odds with the research, for example, showing that trans people do not go into restrooms to harm or become violent against or harass people, for example. That just doesn't not happen. So all of this is just sort of building on fear. It's not based in reality, but the effect is that it creates fear and implicit and explicit harm to trans people and the people that love them, of which there are many. Abby says her research has shown that members of the queer community worry this is just the beginning of a wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation and commentary. For some of them, they just saw this as part of a larger push towards silencing the rights and the voices of LGBT and other marginalized people. I mean, I'm not a politician, a demographer, I will say that most folks who I respect see this as part of a concerted effort that is designed to win election. And it is appealing to a particular group of people that vote in a particular way. And that it's really not about LGBT issues. The fallout of these bills and these new laws will be fairly profound. And there will be actually a need for researchers to follow people and families over time to actually be able to trace the impacts of these laws on people. Because when you just talk to people at one point in time, you're really not able to say that A caused B. But sadly, we need data that establish some positive effects here, um, which I am certain and very sad to say we will probably find. To learn more about psychology at Clark, visit clarku.edu slash psychology. Challenge Change is produced by Andrew Hart and Melissa Hansen for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, three. Clark! <laughs>